You're listening to the Onside Podcast, the podcast for innovation-driven entrepreneurship here in Atlantic Canada. I'm your host, Alex McCann, and this is season two. The theme this month is equitable and innovative partnerships in deep learning. Alfred Burgesson is a social entrepreneur who has unique talents, including convening leaders and an ability to launch grassroots movements while utilizing digital tools and technology platforms for good. He's a former member of the Prime Minister's Youth Council and is also the co-chair of Canada's first ever State of Youth report. Alfred has been an advisor to the Assembly of First Nations Chiefs, as well as various community organizations across Canada. He recently worked with Senator Colin Deacon as a project lead, gathering insights on the current state of Black entrepreneurs and business owners in Canada. He's also the founder and CEO of the Tribe Network, a social enterprise building Canada's BIPOC entrepreneurship and innovation hub. The Tribe Network is on a mission to improve the well-being of Black, Indigenous, people of color through entrepreneurship and innovation. Thanks, Alfred, for joining us on the podcast. Really excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me back on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm really excited today to spend a little time uh, with you. You know, we've been talking about uh, equity and partnerships and, you know, deep activity and learning throughout a season. And I'm really excited to hear a little bit more about the venture that you have going on now with Tribe and Tribe Network. So maybe can you can you share a little bit with our audience who may not know what you're up to these days? Like, what is Tribe? What's that Absolutely. all about? Absolutely. So Tribe is a community and network of Black, Indigenous, people of color pursuing entrepreneurship innovation. And so we want to be a BIPOC entrepreneurship and innovation hub in Canada. Mm -hmm. This is a space where our members can, you know, log in, connect with each other, see each other online. They can share resources with each other. So people across ecosystems, someone in Halifax as a black or indigenous entrepreneur can connect with someone in Vancouver and they can Mm -hmm. share resources together. They can connect. Mm -hmm. So we have an online platform that allows for that connection to happen. We have opportunities that are posted on our opportunities portal on our platform Mm -hmm. as well. And then there's the other side of the shop where we are actually designing and implementing programming of our own uh, for entrepreneurs. And so, you know, there's the the technology platform and then there's the program delivery capacity building Mm -hmm. uh, that we do as well through Tribe. Okay. Okay. And on your programming side, or maybe it's, you know, with the platform, they're kind of integrated. Like, what's your mission here? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to, you have your platform, you're coming out with new programming, you want to support BIPOC entrepreneurs. Like, what's driving, what's your mission, I guess? And then maybe, I mean, I hope most listeners would know, like, why you're, why you're doing this, why this is important. But why is this, why is this important to you? Yeah, so... If you listened, and if you haven't, I would I would recommend listening to the previous episode that I was on where we talked about, you know, my experience as a black entrepreneur in the ecosystem. And what I'll say is we have a lot of business accelerators and incubators in Canada. And oftentimes when you walk into those spaces, you might not see people in there that look mm-hmm. like you if you're black mm-hmm. as members, but also in their staff as mm-hmm. well. And so with Tribe, we really want to play the role as a hub where, 
you know, our team is culturally diverse, mm. and then we're designing programs specifically for culturally diverse people. Yeah. And so, you know, I think at a high level, that's why we're starting Tribe. We're noticing that there are a lot of gaps in the ecosystem when it comes to connectivity, when it comes to capital, when it comes to the ability for ecosystems to be integrated, I, would, I will say. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we started Tribe. I think our purpose truly is like, how do we build a community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do we build a community? And, you know, we had a great conversation about space and, mm-hmm. and people having the option to be able to access a space mm-hmm. of some mm-hmm. sort. And mm-hmm. so Tribe is creating that space for BIPOC folks. And I think, you know, nurturing that community is at the foundational level mm-hmm. of what we are doing is creating a space where they can see each other and they can literally engage with each other and, and build community together. It's not up to us alone. We we create the space for mm-hmm. it and it's a matter of our members and our our partners contributing to that space what it is. Yeah. So community is definitely at the foundational level of our purpose. When it comes to our mission, obviously entrepreneurship and innovation is the driver mm-hmm. here of what people do when they enter our space and how we show up for them. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the the vision of this thing is to create a world where BIPOC folks are at the forefront of entrepreneurship and innovation, mm-hmm. right? Um, the world is going through a ton of changes right now. There is an incredible amount of opportunity in entrepreneurship and innovation right now. And how do we ensure that in this community that we've created, we can start to introduce some of these new opportunities, introduce mm-hmm. some of these new pathways mm-hmm. for BIPOC folks. Yeah. And I think success for us is you have BIPOC folks that are pursuing entrepreneurship and innovation, are you know doing it in their way mm-hmm. right. and are finding success, not only locally, but globally as well, having that global impact. Yeah, that's such an important thing to be mm-hmm. focused on. And uh, we, we need to be mobilizing people off of the sidelines mm-hmm. and into these opportunities and creating that space for BIPOC folks, for women, yeah. for others. I mean, our society can only be so good uh, and only so prosperous and ha- only have so much uh, going on if, you know, half of the folks or more than half, <laughs> depending on where you are, yeah. are not engaged, don't have the opportunity yeah. and can't create their own path towards success. Yeah. And I find it so interesting, you know, in North America, especially, I find mm-hmm. that, you know, we talk about black and brown people as minorities, when in fact, globally, we're the majority. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. That's why I, I caveated that. I was like, uh, uh-huh. right. Yes. And I think that type of narrative, like it will affect people's ability to see themselves as valuable. It will affect people's ability to see themselves as equal. It mm-hmm. will affect people's ability to see themselves as having potential mm. when you refer to them as minority. And so I think a part of tribe is like, yeah, like the people who work with locally, like letting them know that they are they are capable of having impact, not just locally, but globally. And they, they are the majority. So like, you know, yeah, I uh, I had an experience recently. I was trying to fill out some paperwork or whatever, and I kept getting uh, tripped up on some of these words mm-hmm. like marginalized, mm-hmm. minority, mm-hmm. underrepresented, like some of these these kinds of words, and they were driving me crazy because I thought about I was like, 
those words are true in certain contexts, but in mm. other contexts, that is not the case or true. that is not true. Yeah. And uh, some of these labels, uh, I know folks are trying to uh, clarify the situation, but there's some weight yeah. uh, that boxes people in yeah. uh, when you are la- labeled in a certain way. True. And I, and I want to be I want to be open about, you know, using the acronym BIPOC and, mm-hmm. and using that as a, a focus for tribe. I mean, it's we know that black entrepreneurs have a different experience than indigenous entrepreneurs, than right. Indian entrepreneurs, than someone from South America, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. I think, and so we are aware of that. And with our programming, we're aware of creating you know, experiences for mm-hmm. black entrepreneurs that are relevant, experiences for indigenous entrepreneurs that are relevant. Mm-hmm. And I think as an organization, we're mindful of that, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people are still sort of maybe not as pleased with this idea of grouping BIPOC together. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think there's lots of value. There's, yes, there's a ton of value in having an organization that is focused on just black, an organization that is focused on just indigenous. The way that I look at it mm-hmm. is that where we are in Canada, in North America, we're in a place that has put black, indigenous people of color into a so-called box. And again, what I mean by referring to people as the minority, like that's a part of Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like when we think about power, it goes back to this whole thing around that narrative of minority. Like how do we reclaim it and how do we come together and create a space, a hub where we can support each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, I again, I think there's a ton of value in having individual groups and organizations tackle problems, and I think we should have them, and we should have more of them. Mm-hmm. But And I value that. Yeah, but yeah. I also value, at the same time, us coming together. Yeah. Stronger together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and learning from each other and aligning on, you know, similar experiences, but teaching each other the different experiences that we're not so much aware of that we've had across culture. So I want to sort of lay that out as a disclaimer is like, I understand people are, you know, some people can be very sensitive about the word BIPOC, Mm -hmm. for example. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I can empathize with that. And I don't think that it's absolutely relevant in every situation to clump them people together like that. I value those individual organizations and, and groups that focus on specific cultures and groups of people value that. But at the same time, I also value us coming together and working together. Yeah, I like that. So I know your your organization, you guys are located at uh, Avolta, uh, right. which is a tech hub here in uh, in Halifax. And you're getting your team together, speaking of diverse and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you're developing or bringing your team together. What's, what's yeah. happening there? So Tribe launched a year ago. Mm-hmm. I remember the, you know, waking up in the morning and shaking in bed, thinking, <laughs> am I really able to hit publish on this website right now? <laughs> Do it. Press the button. <laughs> right? And it was like, it was something that I, w- I was working on months beforehand, mm-hmm. but it was the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, there's no turning back. Like, I have decided that I'm going to commit to this journey for the next... However long. However yeah. long. Yeah. Likely decade. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was a big moment to, to go live on it. And, you know, after going live on it, I worked on bringing tribe to life for months 
for the most part alone. I mean, mm. I had people like you to call mm-hmm. and to be like, hey, like, what do you think of this idea? Or, I just gave my two cents. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you were super supportive. You were super supportive and super helpful just to, at moments to know that someone has my back. You know what I mean? I think as an entrepreneur, yeah, it can be lonely. It can be lonely for mm-hmm. sure. So for a few months, I was definitely alone working on building Tribe with the support of others that were pushing me from behind and definitely mm-hmm. encouraging me to keep going. Mm-hmm. But fast forward one year, we've got a team of four full-time employees, one part-time, a uh, bunch of contractors as well, helping bring Tribe to life. Our team is is very diverse. We've mm-hmm. got me, who I, I come from Ghana originally. Mm-hmm. I'm now a Canadian citizen. We've got Sally, who is from Malaysia mm-hmm. originally and is now a Canadian citizen. We've got Holly from New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, an indigenous person from New Zealand who's now in Canada. We've got Lily, who was mm-hmm. born in Nova Scotia as an African and as a sorry, as a, yeah, as, as a black and indigenous person, a mix, mixed race person. Mm-hmm. And so there's, and then we've got a various people as well who are are very culturally diverse on mm-hmm. our board and supporting tribe contract and things like that so it's it's a very diverse sort of group of people mm-hmm. i think one thing that i'm very much mindful of right now at this stage of this company is like culture and the type of culture we build and how do we respect and honor the different cultures that other people have right mm-hmm. And so this is something that, you know, as a team, just being super mindful about, like, allowing space for the culture to to show up mm-hmm. and inviting it to show up and not mm-hmm. not always just expecting it to show up, but, like, creating the spaces where people can mm-hmm. express, you know, share more about their culture mm-hmm. and, and lean into, uh, for us, for all of us to learn more about everyone's backgrounds and culture. So it's a really, really interesting time with Tribe right now with uh, our teams growing, like I said, and um, it's just very, very exciting, but challenging yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> new, new, new is fun. New is challenging. You know, you're on the journey. I, I call it the uh, stage where you are trying to build a bicycle, put on the pieces while you're trying to ride it and yeah. learn it and, you know, read the instruction manual because <laughs> yeah. you, as you kind of continue on. Yeah. I feel like you shared a lot of things with me already about what makes Tribe unique and, and what you're up to here. But is there something else that you think that you're doing that's um, a bit unique or maybe that you haven't seen in, in Canada? Yeah, I think as a social enterprise that is both delivering programming and developing technology, one thing that we are just trying to remain focused on is like, how do you ensure that the experience of the members, like the members of our Mm -hmm. community get as much value as possible? Mm -hmm. And I think creating this space where they can share resources with each other. Again, like, I think we're creating the space and yes, we provide resources and content, but like, we need to really value mm. the experience that the entrepreneurs themselves, the members mm. have and what they have to offer versus us always sort of being the teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like there are moments where a tribe is going to have to be the student and just listen right. and learn from the members, right? And I think for us, I would love to see it be a sort of uh, a network that is very much people-driven versus like, tribe the organization driving everything that happens all the events that happen 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the programming that happens, it's like, how can you allow the members themselves to, you know, feed information to each other mm-hmm. and to share things that allow this network and ecosystem th- to thrive? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think there are other organizations that have members or have affiliates that are able to do that. But for us, I feel like we just need to lean into that and, mm-hmm. and have the members really lead. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that. I like the I like what you're you're proposing there. And also, you know, there's a lot that can be learned from sort of peer learning experiences for sure. Uh, so, sometimes sometimes that's the most uh, inspiring. Yeah. You know, someone who's going through it at the same time as you are or that can yeah. share their pitfalls. Don't do this. <laughs> you know, or, or this is a, there's a better way. There's a way that's a, that can be super powerful. Yeah. But what are some of the programs and, and supports and things that you guys have going on at, at Tribe for your BIPOC uh, community that you're trying to build? Yeah. So we've we are partnering with a few different um, folks in Canada delivering programming. We're partnering with the corporate world on, you know, they're able to support programming for black, indigenous people of color, folks who are pursuing either a business, mm-hmm. a not-for-profit, or just an idea. We're able to give folks startup funding, mm-hmm. and then we're able to sort of create the conditions where they get access to mentors and coaches. Uh, that peer support, mm-hmm. you know, that you're referring to is mm-hmm. a huge part of some of that work. And yeah, just creating the the space and the environments where the cohort can learn from each other mm-hmm. and then learn with each other when we bring in mm-hmm. mentors and coaches to mm-hmm. support different phases of their of their businesses. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, we have a program called the Idea Fellowship that supports black, indigenous people of color. And then we've got the tribe network black startup project and so the black startup project is a program that was funded by the government of canada recently mm-hmm. and so we are super grateful to have multi-year funding and support from uh, the federal government shout out to ACOA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what that funding will allow us to do is build yes build capacity in our team but to focus specifically on black entrepreneurs in Atlantic Canada. Mm. And so those who are aspiring entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. those who have just started, you know, by registering a business, and those who are a little bit more advanced and are looking to really scale and grow Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, or to, you know, go raise money, Mm -hmm. for example. So um, those are a couple of member-specific programs we have within Tribe. We also have an opportunity for people that want to mentor and coach BIPOC entrepreneurs. We do have a mentorship program that Mm -hmm. folks can register for. And throughout that registration process, we, you know, we're able to identify your skill set, your expertise, Mm -hmm. what you want to contribute and how you want to deliver it, whether it's one-to-one, one-to-many. So we're seeking mentors as well for our entrepreneurs in our community. So if you are listening and interested in supporting an entrepreneur, you know, Tribe's the place to come. And, uh, <laughs> a good little shout out. Got to have that little shout out. Yeah. I mean, there, there are lots of people that have uh, lots to share, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we're creating Tribe as a community so that we can introduce learning and we can introduce people that have done it before to our entrepreneurs to, to help them grow as well.
Yeah, I love it. Well, we'll let people know at the end of the show how they can uh, connect with you and, and learn more about Tribe. But before I get to that little uh, juicy connection point, I do have maybe one last little question. Of course, I always have my last questions. When this one is, uh, you know, on side, we're focused on innovation entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And we're really interested in this idea around innovation driven entrepreneurship. So I always like to ask people, what does that mean to you? What the heck is innovation-driven <laughs> entrepreneurship? And is this- Are you asking us this because you don't know what it is, or are you asking us this because- <laughs> it's, like it's like a trick question. It's like, what is this that we're talking about? Right, right, right. You're going you're gonna to take everyone's responses, and you're like, okay, let's okay, let's get let's, one definition yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have our own, but it's always- It is. It's uh, it, it has actually been really interesting over, mm. uh, over the course that we've been doing this, this podcast to hear- you know, different people's perspectives on it and, yeah. you know, where they're coming from and what it means. So I've actually gotten more interested in the, <laughs> originally in the question, I was like, oh, okay, this is, everyone's going to answer it the same, but no, it's, it's, you know, um, everyone has a different perspective. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'm curious what your perspective, what you think innovation driven entrepreneurship is and um, where BIPOC folks can go uh, that are interested in that. How would I define innovation driven entrepreneurship? Well, I think innovation on its own is the sort of concept of blending new ideas Mm. to existing ways of being or existing ways of doing business. Mm. It's not always creating something new, but it's sort of this concept of remixing something that allows more value to be developed. Mm -hmm. And so that's... That's the way that I view innovation. Now, I think innovation-driven entrepreneurship specifically would be, you know, if you're an entrepreneur running a barbershop, a traditional business, introducing innovation could be something like adopting technology so that your customers don't have to call you to book, but they could do it through your app. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be so that instead of you owning a shop and people coming to you, they book through your app and you go to them. Yes. Right? And it's, you know, those are things that reduce, that can reduce barriers for people to use your product or service. And at the end of the day, if you reduce barriers, it allows you to create more value. Okay, I like it. I like it. So I like I, how I you broke you... that down. I like it. You were like, you're like, hold on a second. You're not going to trip me up. You're not tripping me up. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I love it. I love it. I think you did. You did great with that. That was, that was, that was perfect. I think I put that maybe like towards the top okay. of, our, of our definitions there. So that was great. Well, Alfred, I've really appreciated you coming in today and chatting with me. Really, really just enjoyed hearing everything that you're up to, everything that you're doing with Tribe. Your passion for it is, is really coming through. And I wish you all the success. Of course, I will be there to help and cheer you on along the sidelines as any way that I can. For folks who want to learn more about Tribe or to like get onto the Tribe network or to connect with you, what's the best way that folks can do that? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram, Alfred Bergeson. Specifically with Tribe, our website is www.tribenetwork.ca. I do want to emphasize that this is a network both for individuals and organizations. Mm -hmm. So as an individual, you can sign up and sign into our platform. And as an organization, you can sign up and you can create your own tribe. And creating your your own tribe means being able to nurture your community of BIPOC 
entrepreneurs or, or program participants. And so the thing that I love about Tribe is you've got members and you've got organizations and it's almost like the more organizations that join the platform, mm. the more value our members get. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage organizations as well to, to reach out if you're interested in, in learning more about how you can show up on the platform and, and the value that the platform could bring your organization. And of course, if you're a BIPOC entrepreneur, if you're interested in pursuing entrepreneurship and innovation, Tribe Network is a place where you can tap into your peers who are also pursuing the same thing as you. So definitely encourage you to, to sign up and to reach out to me if you have any questions at all about Tribe Network and, and what we're up to. Okay. Well, that sounds great. To learn more about uh, Onside and our podcast, first of all, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and you can uh, visit our website, onsidenow.ca, to learn more about our work, uh, especially uh, checking out our Inclusive Innovation Monitor. I'd really like to thank Communities, Culture, and Heritage for your support. We're so grateful for your support and helping us make this podcast. So happy that you were able to join us today. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and hope you tune in next time. This has been a Podstarter production. production.